Hello everyone and welcome to a brand new episode of the Indian Art Podcast where we interview some of India's next best analytical and creative minds who are not only revolutionizing their own field but at the same time transforming India's entrepreneurial ecosystem one step at a time. Our guest for the day is a man who has worked in the banking industry in Singapore for more than half a decade before coming back to India and starting his own iced tea brewing company. We have with us the founder of Brewhouse Iced Tea, Siddharth Jain. Let us jump right into the conversation. Hi Siddharth, how are you? Hi Gautam, I'm very well. Pleasure to be here. Thank you. Thank you so much. Uh, so Siddharth, I want to focus on your Indian Art origin story because it is actually quite interesting that you had a very lucrative banking career in Singapore and now you're the founder of an of an Indian FMCG startup. So just walk us through that journey once. Sure. So, you know, honestly, I don't know how I ended up doing this or I would have never imagined when I was in Singapore to, to come back and do FMCG in India. So I was a banker for about six years after doing my MBA. And, uh, but I had been a tea fan all my life uh, and I had, you know, drunk uh, teas, black teas uh, from, from a very young age. Um, and I went, when I went to Singapore, that's when I realized that, you know, I saw people drinking a lot of iced teas. And that was the first time I sort of got introduced to the space because when I was in India, although I'd um, had tea very regularly and perhaps because of that, I never really had iced teas. Um, and when I had the iced teas in Singapore, I thought it was a great product. It sort of met the need for a healthier beverage. Um, and that, you know, sort of made me inquisitive about this category. Um, and then I sort of got hooked on to it. And I was having, I would have a bottle of iced tea on my desk every day, as would other, a lot of other of my teammates. And, you know, my work took me to Indonesia, Malaysia, parts of China, and all of these, in all of these places, iced tea is really huge. Um, so, so I started thinking about why this is not a big category in India. And I mean, the answer was pretty obvious, uh, which was that because we've been having tea with milk, perhaps that's why um, iced teas are, are, have not really taken off uh, or because there's never been a good product. There's never been a great uh, bottled iced tea brand in India uh, because all the other products were essentially made uh, with powdered tea, which, which doesn't really taste like tea. So um, as an Indian, as somebody who was very fond of tea, and as somebody who had really taken on to these bottled iced teas, which were made with real brewed teas and all of that high quality teas, I was very convinced that if somebody did this in India, that would take off. Um, and sort of having had that, you know, investment banking background made me sort of really do a business, you know, case study on this and prepare a business plan, look at look at the global markets and you, what's been you, happening. I'm so sorry. You basically MBA'd your entire journey. <laughs> <laughs> well, kind of, you know, but I think any, any entrepreneur would would obviously do that. So it starts with that, you know, it, it started with that curiosity about why is nobody doing this in India. And because I became hooked on to it and I started becoming convinced that everyone else would also get hooked on to it. So every time I travel back from Singapore, I'd like, I'd get 20 bottles and I'd show it to all my friends and, you know, do you like this? How do you like this? Uh, and I'd try all the ISTs from all across the world. And over time, I got convinced that this is an opportunity, uh, that, that, that there, is, there is a dearth of uh, beverage brands in India. Uh, if you look at the beverage aisle in India, and I'm talking about 2013, 2014, 2015, uh, it was still just the large brands and there were very few uh, entrepreneurial brands, or very few small brands who were doing high quality products. And I think that's true even today. Uh, and therefore, you know, I felt that the opportunity is massive. The category is, you know, something that has not been created 
but has the potential to become big because there is a sort of an innate understanding of what good tea is about. And if you give it in a cold format in a hot country like India, there's no reason why it shouldn't work. So, so yeah, I mean, um, you know, if you once you're in investment banking, you want a reason to get out of it. <laughs> it's a tough life. So, uh, yeah, I'm glad I did it. I think I think the entrepreneurial spirit really burns brightly in you because I think a lot of folks will always, when 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 they'll hear your story, they'll resonate the, with the fact that, yeah, you know, we've sometimes seen this opportunity that, you know, there's this product or something which is not prevalent in India, but yeah. is really prevalent outside. Yeah. But nobody re- really takes the jump, you know, nobody really takes the leap. Sure, I mean, of actually I mean, bringing, me, of actually you know, starting it that. Me, it took me a couple of years to, to really, you know, uh, get convinced about this right um, so I mean you know and there are a lot of ideas that come and there are a lot of ideas that you th- keep thinking about that this one kept coming back to me like this one stuck uh, other ideas come and go but when, when an idea sticks with you for a couple of years you know that you know that's it's got some legs and we're really glad it did. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. I want to focus on one more thing, right? So you talked about fake tea of the sorts. Yeah. And I think that really resonates with me because the powdered tea industry in India is is really like sugar centric of the sorts. Yeah. So I think the word tea doesn't even really, it shouldn't even be there when it comes Correct. to iced tea, right? It should just be flavored water of the sorts. Absolutely. Because there's no tea aspect in it, right? It's just the flavor and sugar. Yeah. And I think that's what you're trying to change. Uh, absolutely. Here. I mean, that was, that's the opportunity uh, that you know what the other brands were doing were tasted like fake tea and if you give real tea then people will respond to it and i, I think, think that you know consumers are very smart at the end i of the think day. yeah that's the key over here that yeah. you know the new age consumer is really smart they're yeah. aware of what's happening happening on the labels they, they're able to read they're able to understand that you know even if a brand is claiming zero sugar they might be using artificial sugar or something yeah i think that's the key right that customers have really developed when it comes to looking at the brand looking at the product looking yeah. at the packaging and then figuring out things sure i mean our product is very simple i mean we haven't we haven't put um you know, ingredients just to make it sound like a healthy product or zero calorie or anything like that. It's just a simple naturally brewed tea uh, with less sugar and completely natural. And uh, I think, yeah, you know, we've gotten the, res- we've gotten the response to say that, um, to say that this has, this has legs. Right. Okay. So I want to focus on one very specific topic today. And that is you and your company's focus on offline distribution channels. Because while I was researching about Brewhouse, the one thing I came across a lot of times is that Brewhouse is almost available at every Kirana store and every major outlet in the company. And that is something that is usually not a step one for any new age FMCG startup, right? But it is a high priority for your organization. And I just want to pick your brain over here. Why? Sure, that's that's a very good question. Actually, we uh, launched with QSRs. Uh, and that was our initial strategy. And our first customer was Burger Singh, which is a okay. burger joint. Right. They had about 20 outlets. Uh, I think when we yeah, started, had, they had about 10 outlets. <laughs> uh, and that, that really worked for us because when you go to a QSR space, you get a lot of visibility. And also in Burger Singh, we became the fastest selling or the largest selling beverage brand uh-huh. within the first couple of months. So that did two things for us. Uh, it basically told us that there is a market for iced teas in India, unlike what, you know, what we heard or what I heard from industry veterans when I first came, that there is no market for iced tea in India. And secondly, uh, it told us that, uh, you know, people will respond to a high quality product. Um, and uh, so uh, then we, from Burger Singh, then we went to Khan Chacha and Peter Pitt, which, and these are, you know, Khan Chacha is a very old kebab chain in Delhi. 
uh, Peter Peters International uh, from Canada. So, so that was our initial strategy, and that's we did that for about nine months. We were only with QSRs. That was sort of our test phase. But during these nine months, I believe the focus would have primarily been on Delhi, right? Yeah, Delhi. this was this was only in Delhi, right? Because yeah. Khan Charger is very very prevalent in Delhi. It's a very Same Delhi brand, for, right? Yeah. yeah. Same goes for Bajwa Singh. Yeah. So that gave us the customer validation that consumers uh, would accept, uh, you know, ISTs, and also it gave us uh, gave us and also sort of validated another hypothesis that the fact that a small brand uh, could come in and get into sort of large chains. I mean, these were regional chains, but still large chains. That you know also validated the hypothesis that there was a need for uh, new beverages in in the country i mean it would be very hard for a for something like this to happen in a more developed beverage market uh, for a new brand to come in without any retail presence to get into large uh, chains um so so it validated those two aspects essentially validated the fact that this is a good business to be in then we get in, got into retail now when we got into retail this was 2018 and online grocery retail was still very small. So the world has really changed in two years. Now online grocery retail is, is becoming a big factor. But for groceries, online was not such a big channel. And it was 95% of the market is offline. Right. So you had to go into offline. Now within the offline space, uh, the Kiranas are 90% of the market. So you have to go into Kiranas as well. And you might feel like we're there in a lot of Kiranas, but I think there are probably uh, 20, 30 lakh Kirana stores in Delhi and we're only in about 500 of them. Okay, so, <laughs> so, so our I penetration think, I, think, <laughs> I think I I've been quite lucky that yeah. whenever I visit a Kirana store I've been able to get one. <laughs> so you're, you're you know possibly uh, you're possibly the within outlier. the target right. of, uh, market. Yeah, I think I've been tracked efficiently by right. viewers. So you've done a good job in you know tracking your consumer cohort right. uh, with the Kiranas but obviously our, our penetration is very very low uh, and our penetration is into the into the stores where we feel that audience is there right. uh, but it, I think I just like to cut you off over here I think that uh, more than low I think it's been efficient yeah because uh, yeah so compared to compared to a lot of startup brands perhaps is it's on the slightly uh, it's on the good side it's not on the high side and uh, a, a reason for that is also that we were able to get in very easily. It wasn't difficult for us. And I think that that's also because retailers also realized that there is a demand for, for an iced tea. Um, right. And the price point was not very high. At a 60 rupees, it was affordable. It was affordable premium. Uh, and that's been our pricing strategy with the glass bottles. Uh, and therefore, we were able to get in. And, um, you know, we've, we've kept the spaces where the response has been positive. And some spaces we've, we've cut off where um, the movement has been very slow. But... We haven't had to do a lot of that. Uh, but yeah, I mean, in terms of Kirana stores, we're there about uh, 2,500 Kiranas across the country. That's amazing. Yeah. I think I think the biggest takeaway from this, uh, this entire answer is that because you were able to validate with the QSRs at the beginning that, you know, this is a model that is working, then you were able to Tap on tap onto that energy and then take it forward with the Kirana. So yeah, I mean even today, you know, a lot of people come out come out to us and they would say that we've seen it in Khan Chacha or we've seen it in some restaurant. Right. So that's where the discovery really happens. Right. And then the knock-on effect of that goes into retail. Because uh, I think the product also acts as is slightly complementary in nature. Like while it works in a standalone way, because you're eating food, you need a beverage alongside it. That's that's something that also is something you were able to tap onto, right? Sure. Yeah. This this is a category that works well with food. Right. 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 So that helps. Definitely. Right. So it's been five years since you've been running Brew House. Yeah. Right. What are the key learnings that you have learned from this entire experience that you could go back and teach 2015 Siddharth? 
Uh, well, I mean, I think if I if I were to do it again, I would probably do a lot of things differently. Right. But I think one of the key things that I would perhaps do differently is that I would set up my own manufacturing facility. All right. And I would never think that I would have never thought that I, that I'd say this, but because uh, because as a brand, you don't really want to get into the hassles of manufacturing and setting up your own facility. Uh, and it's much more efficient to work with contract manufacturers. Right. But unfortunately, uh, in India so far, we don't have a very mature contract manufacturing uh, setup. Beverages especially. Right. Uh, because I think it goes back to the fact that there are not too many uh, startup beverages, beverage brands or smaller beverage brands, which are high quality. So for us, it was difficult to find a high quality manufacturing setup. So we have a small facility where we do the glass bottles. But last year, we decided that we wanted to make this more affordable and get it into more hands with with uh, pet bottles. And uh, it's been a struggle to find a high quality bottler. All right. um, and I think that if we had our own facility and if we had set up a larger facility where we could have pet bottling as well, we could have possibly launched the pet bottles earlier. So that would have been a good distinction. So we've just launched the pet bottles now, just before the oh. pandemic. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. We'll, we'll circle around to the pandemic, but this is great news, right? Yeah. Congratulations on that. Thanks. Being able Thanks. To open. Yeah. So, I mean, that, that I think would be one learning to set up a manufacturer or, or a larger manufacturing facility. Right. But I think, I think this is something that is also, this learning is also something that is transferable to other industries as well. That, you know, uh, maybe not relying on too many stakeholders and then, possibly setting up your own organization or uh, like setting up your own processes even sure. if it's a slightly costlier alternative but not relying too, too much on other stakeholders right sure I, think. I mean it it does you know fly in the face of some of the conventional wisdom that you want to be asset light right um, and you want to be focused on what you do best right you know but sometimes you have to sort of it, it really depends on you know on it's your a, on your environment and on the infrastructure around it definitely definitely all right um, so, um, I want to focus on Brewhouse's branding and packaging. So, you guys went through a major rebranding exercise in December 2019, right? Yep. What led to that decision and how has this experience been so far in terms of the same? Right. So, it's been uh, it's been actually really interesting to, uh, to do the rebranding. Um, the couple of reasons that we did that was, one was uh, our earlier bottles, though they were very nice looking, they were very elegant and, and simple looking. I remember the ones with the big bold. Uh, they had big bold letters, right. colorful letters with Definitely. on a white background. Right. Uh, but uh, the brand name was slightly, uh, you know, in a, in a small font. All right. And the variant name was a much sort right. of more prominent. It, so, it was, I think, something not clicking mentally with you, the way you're talking about it, right? You're not 100% convinced of the bottling. <laughs> no, I was... Uh, we, so we got the response that the bottle looks great, but people were not registering the brand name as much as they were registering okay. the bottle. All right. So, you know, people say, oh, I, I like this I, I like this product. I've seen this bottle. I've had it. But, but I they remember the name. They wouldn't recall the brand oh. name. And that was a problem, right? So we, we felt that we definitely need to bring the brand name forward. Right. So that was one. Second was that we, we actually did a, a pet bottle run initially as well in 2018. And uh, we had, like I said, we had some problems with, we, we were not very happy with the quality of the product that came out in the pet. Right. Uh, but the second problem was also that our label was not translating well to pet. So okay. it was a label that looked great on a glass bottle, but it wasn't looking so great on a pet bottle. Right. So we felt that for the pet bottle, we wanted something which was more colorful, was All more right. bright. Uh, you know, oh, definitely. This looks this looks quite exciting. You yeah, know, the colors so, are really vibrant. So I think those world. were the two reasons uh, that we wanted to bring out the brand name and we wanted something that translates better to pet. 
and right. uh, it's it, yeah I mean, it's 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 actually very exciting to to do this uh, right. because you get a chance to uh, sort of uh, do everything uh, again in a way right. that you you know make up for the past uh, sort of whatever little faults were there <laughs> in the earlier version because you can never get to a perfect product in in one go right. uh, i think the response has been great uh, interestingly what happened was uh, we were we had just signed we were just signing up with inox which was a huge deal for us to sign right. up with inox cinemas uh, and we went and met uh, very senior lady daisy shah over there and she said i you know i love the product it's organic it's lovely you know i think this is what consumers want and we love your packaging and uh, we had just sort of finalized a new look and we had not launched it and we said you know we're changing the packaging <laughs> she said no no don't change the packaging i love the packaging <laughs> and she said, Look, i don't want the new packaging you send me the old packaging and we were like we were i mean we were obviously very nervous about this because we can't sell old packaging right. to inox and then new packaging in the market Everywhere right <laughs> so we were like just hoping that they would like this new look uh, so we said you know we, the new look is great we'll send you the new bottles and then you decide <laughs> So we send them the new bottles. We were really sort of hoping that they'd like it, and then they called back. They said we love the new look. So go ahead with this. So that was you know, for that. us. That was the validation that right. this has gone in the right direction. I think uh, I think one word uh, which I would like to stick to is organic, right? Because in new packaging, it really shows the ingredients, right? Yeah. It's really showcasing the ingredients on the front as well, sure. alongside the name Ruhaus. Right. Like the ingredients are also being showcased. Yeah. Which I am not fully aware if this was something that was a big factor during the previous branding exercise. That was also another factor that we right. wanted to bring out the ingredient. Right. Uh, because the, uh, the ingredients are really like visible and out there now, right? Yeah. And that that should help things out. The, the word that organic makes it more exciting right. because you know you're able to see the peach or the lemon or the blueberries right. and. and you know that i think that attracts definitely and, and sort of attracts and um it's good for the appetite <laughs> <laughs> okay so i want to focus on the worst thing that has happened in 2020 covid 19 mm-hmm. uh, how has this pandemic personally affected you and what has oh. been the impact on brew house and how has brew house adapted to the newer times so uh, i mean the uh, the pandemic of course it's been devastating uh, from an economic point of view and from a sales point of view uh, but I also feel that um, there will be good things that come out of it, uh, like any pandemic or any sort of world-changing event. It has this has forced the world to move in a new direction, and of course, we being you know uh, the species that we are, we will move into a better direction uh, using all the latest technologies that we have at our disposal. Right. So this has this will accelerate movement towards trends that were already there. Right. So work from home was a trend that was already there uh, before the pandemic and that has got accelerated. I mean, I feel that six months back, if you ask somebody who's going to office and traveling maybe one hour, one and a half hours, one way to work and then traveling back from work, if you gave that person the option to either work from home or act, have an active social life, most people will probably choose to have the work from home option. Right, definitely. Right. So so that's not a bad thing. Right. Uh, and of course, I think companies are realizing that they can be very productive right. working from home as well. And the other thing that's happened is that the movement to online uh, has accelerated. Uh, grocery uh, sales online have, have, have really sort of become a big thing. Um, and distribution, which is the bane of FMCG industry in India and FMCG startups in India, because it's very hard to set up the distribution channel like you talked about going into the Kirana stores, we're only there in about 2,500. And we could, we could go into 20,000 if, if uh, distribution was organized in India. So, uh, so I think that was the biggest challenge for brands like us. And that 
is changing now because um, a lot of the distribution is moving towards online and digital formats. Uh, so there is good and bad. It's it's a short term pain, but I think uh, some of the benefits of that is that you know the, the distribution uh, that I talked about, and also consumers are now more aware of having healthier products. Uh, so I think things like organic um, and uh, healthier food and beverage lower products, sugar. lower sugar. All of that is coming more into uh, consumer focus, uh, and that should benefit in the longer run. So, yeah, so we're hopeful that uh, things will settle down soon and uh, people will get out get out of this uh, pandemic uh, in a relatively safe right. um, and healthy position. And then we can resume and build it in a better way. Definitely. I, I for one, I think I remember... Uh, before uh, before the pandemic, I remember how much I used to love working from home. Yeah. And like, I think I take a once a week or a twice a week of work from home and everything and just work. And then, you know, be able to actively take part in my social life as well. But now that I've been working from home for, uh, for I think, something close to what, three, four months now. I think I definitely miss office. <laughs> yeah. I think I jump at the opportunity to go back to office sure. and just work from there. Absolutely. I, I think mean, definitely. need a bit of both. And we've started going to office now. All right. A uh, little bit. Um, and now, of course, with Delhi uh, cases rising, you, you want to restrict that as much as possible. Definitely. But you want to meet your team members once definitely. in a while and have some meetings. I mean... Uh, while work from home is great, while Zoom calls are great, uh, online online meetings are great. I think that personal touch sometimes does matter of the sorts, like for certain decisions, whether it's whether it's a new product tasting, something you want to do, or whether it's you want to have a look at the new packaging or something. These these are things you can't really do offline, right? These yeah. are things you really have to do yeah. offline of the sorts. Yeah, so, and and you know we uh, we were one of the first brands to sell on Zomato and Swiggy. Uh, sort of spaces that has worked out really well for us right um so this this has really sort of accelerated our movement so from offline I believe, retail to uh, online retail i believe brew house was one of the first brands to actually have their store listing on zomato and swiggy right because yeah. while local kirana stores or or retail stores like major retail outlets had their had their positioning brew house was also coming up as a single store of the sorts sure so i think your existing distribution channels really help you transition towards that right yeah so uh, some of our uh, um, you know uh, uh, retail partners uh, have become uh, pickup points for us. All right. Okay. So I want to focus on the macro aspects of India now, and I want to focus specifically on the beverage market of India. What opportunities and challenges do you see in the same? I know you've spoken of some things earlier, but yeah. from a macro aspect, what opportunities and challenges do you see in the space? So I think there's massive opportunity. First of all, uh, the beverage space itself is very underpenetrated in India. We have one of the lowest uh, per capita consumption of beverages in the world. In, and it's lower than Pakistan and Bangladesh as well. Oh, yeah. Okay. So I think we're there at about nine bottles per person per annum, uh, and this and I, I think countries which are similar in purchasing power at are at somewhere around thirty to thirty five bottles per person per annum. Oh, okay. So so there's a massive you know sort of potential to increase that. And the way to increase that would be definitely would be with healthier products because the world is not going to consume more carbonated drinks and more you know heavy sugared beverages uh, or at least uh, I, w- I shouldn't say carbonated but essentially the world is definitely moving towards healthier products so, so I, think, I think there's a lot I of think potential definitely, uh, definitely iced tea is something that can act as a potential alternative to carbonated beverages as well right that's right definitely it's something being looked at so over the last that's what's happened in most markets in the world that over the last 20 years as carbonated sales have fallen down uh, this is one category that has benefited the most from from that 
uh, and this has happened in practically every territory in the world, every sort of region, whether it's North America or Europe and Asia, Southeast Asia, right. and Australia. So that's going to happen. Uh, also, I think in India, it's it's quite underpenetrated and underbranded. There are very few younger brands in the beverage space specifically. Uh, so so I think yeah, the there is. Uh, opportunity both from the industry perspective as well as from the perspective of new brands coming in and taking some share from the larger brands i think i think one more trend that might exist in the beverage market is that india is uh, coherently uh, a tea lovers nation right yeah. we love tea <laughs> yeah. i think uh, and we and we are also major producers of tea right yeah. from the northeastern states and whatnot absolutely so i think i think that is also one trend that trans- translates into the beverage market so, so yeah, from 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 our perspective, um, you know, it's just uh, it's just something that has to be done. I mean, we are a tea producing and tea drinking country, and we need to have a thriving iced tea uh, space and uh, an iced tea. Category. I mean, this is a great way to enjoy tea. I mean, and you know, for me, tea is a great beverage. You know, it has the it it not only sort of uh, uh, sort of energizes you, which is seen as a traditional sort of reason to have tea, which is to awaken your senses and gives you that sort of natural boost of energy. But it also calms your mind and also focuses your attention because it's got those properties as well. Um, so it's it's really, uh, it's, it's call, it, call it the gentlest drug in the world or <laughs> call it a magical elixir. But it's, a, it's, it's, it's India's beverage and uh, there is an opportunity to have this in the cold form. And in the cold form, without milk, you can practically have it throughout the day whether you add sugar to it or whether you don't add sugar to it. But that allows you to enjoy it in a different way and throughout the day, which you can't do with uh, hot teas, especially in a hot country. Right. Uh, so this is a, this is a space that, that needs to be developed. I mean, tea is, it is also the second largest uh, employer in, in the country, the tea oh, industry. Okay. And it is, uh, it's a very, very tough industry. Uh, tea plantation is a very tough business to make money in. All right. uh, so this is an industry that, that would definitely help uh, to sort of, you know, bring this new dynamism to this industry with the ICT space. Um, and for consumers as well, that we're looking for healthier products, we're looking for organic products. Um, and this is a space where you can do organic. Um, doing organic helps the farmers. Uh, we buy tea from small organic farmers. Uh, these guys are, are doing organic because that helps them to have a uh, profitable uh, tea plantation which is small and which can maintain quality and can support the community so so it helps in various ways um, it helps the consumers it helps the industry um, and uh, it's it's just a great product so it has to be has to be done that's great that's amazing and uh, what are the expansion plans and growth plans for brew house for 2020 2021 and 2022 so uh, I mean we have we have a lot of plans. Okay. Um, we are creating essentially uh, once we started doing iced teas, we realized that uh, just brewing beverages is is a great way to create beverages because when you brew something, uh, it gets you know you're making something uh, in a hot temperature, and therefore it when you because anything you that you bottle it has to go through a heating process, um, and that heating process typically would either enhance the product or it would deteriorate the product. Now, most things get deteriorated when you heat them, right? Right. whether it's a fruit or a, or a vegetable or a dairy product. Um, but if, you, if you're making tea, 
you know it, it sort of it's or if you're brewing something it you know heating does not destroy it it's because it, it comes out of uh, brewing and it enhances the product uh, it doesn't enhance its uh, health benefits or its taste uh, so it's a great way to make beverages uh, it doesn't add any calories it has functional benefits it has health benefits so we've we've decided to sort of create a lot of beverages which are based which have a base in natural brewing process um, and we're creating uh, some lemonades we're creating some carbonated drinks which are uh, sort of which have a base in brewing all right so we're doing that and of course uh, we want to do now uh, we we've just launched the pet bottles which are more affordable so we were excited about that we that's want great. to now push it in online because that's that's where consumers are and that's great because it's a lot more capital efficient way to grow we want to do larger sizes which are for at home consumption because today it's all about at home consumption uh, so that's what we're looking to do and we want to really sort of develop this category and put ISTs in every home <laughs> that's amazing that's that's honestly amazing uh I think I think what we have to look forward to now is the new exciting flavors and new exciting ranges besides iced tea is yeah. what Rehouse is looking towards, right? Yeah. That's amazing. Um, I have one more question from you. Uh, this is from a personal aspe- aspect. Because you're a successful Indian art, we've dubbed you an Indian art, by the way. <laughs> okay. Right? What advice do you have for other aspiring entrepreneurs or Indian arts, like you call so them? So, I, I mean, you know, I don't think I'm, I'm qualified to give advice. Just I think yet. you're definitely very humble. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, I, look, I, I just say that it's a great journey to have, uh, to take. Um, I've learned a lot. Um, and, uh, you know, I was working in mergers and acquisitions, which is um, a fairly uh, intensive um role and you work with top managements and CEOs and CFOs but uh, this is this is a different league of experience right you learn so much and uh, I think everyone should go through this journey it's an exciting journey it's a very very tough journey but when you do when you go through something tough you really learn a lot and when you come out of it it's the best experience. I mean, all of us are going through this pandemic and we can see that we, you know, once we come out of this, we, we're going to look back at having gone through this pandemic as an experience of a lifetime and we will learn from it. The world will learn from it and we'll become a better uh, world, hopefully. But uh, that's what, you know, entrepreneurship is at a personal level. You, you sort of go through a really, really hard journey, but you, you come out uh, stronger, you learn a lot. And it's an exciting journey. I think everyone should do it. <laughs> and uh, this is a great time to to be an entrepreneur because uh, the world is changing right in front of our eyes. Uh, it's a lot more flexible um, and uh, a lot many more uh, problems to solve. Uh, so yeah, this is the best time to be an entrepreneur. That sounds amazing, Sadat. Thank you so much for joining us today. Great, thank you so we, much. We congratulate you on Brewhouse's recent success and announcements and wish you the very best for the future. Thank you. Thank you so much everyone for joining us for this episode. The Indian Art Podcast is available on YouTube, Apple Music, Spotify and Google Podcasts. Be sure to follow us on Instagram and Facebook to receive all updates on the upcoming episodes. We'll see you in the next one.